Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Our guest today is Jack Wang with the powerhouse realty group of Arla Real Estate. Growing up in Potomac, Maryland, Jack has been in the real estate industry for 10 years now. Jack, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Very well. Thank you so much for having me, and I appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast. Absolutely. So we always like to get things started um, with you kind of sharing your story. Like, how'd you get into real estate? Why real estate? Um, what, what's your story? Well, this is my, uh, as you said, this is my 10th year in business. Um, I love what I do, and, and I actually set out to be a realtor. Um, long story short, I'm, I, I grew up in Potomac, Maryland, like mm -hmm. you stated. And I'm a proud Churchill High School graduate, and then I went to uh, the University of Maryland College Park, where I graduated with a degree in uh, business management. Okay. So this area, I mean, this is home, yeah. right? So, um, and when I graduated from the University of Maryland in 2004, um, I I had a, a menial job locally for an artist, and so I decided to visit my dad, who was living in China at the time. And um, while I was there, I was trying to find a business that I could get into. And the part of China that my family is from, we're really known for two things. One is the invention of the kite. And then secondly, it's the manufacturing of plastic bags. I said, there's nothing that I can do with the kites. Send me the bags. <laughs> so uh, where we're from is Qingdao, okay. and, uh, which is a port city. And my warehouse was in Baltimore, Maryland, which is also, of course, a port city. So logistically, it was very easy to get the bags shipped to Baltimore where I would receive them and then put them into our warehouse. Um, and I distributed bags from Cleveland to Fort Lee, New Jersey, to Richmond, Virginia, and wow. everything in between. Um, the bulk of my clients were like mom and pop corner stores, liquor stores, uh, a lot of inner city, just because it wasn't being, these are communities that are not being serviced by like a big box store, like a Target right. or a CVS or a Walmart or something like that. So the neighborhoods really depend on these little local businesses, these right. mom and pop shops, and those were my customers, right? So, um, and the business was uh, very profitable, um, and the name of my company was CP Wholesale. CP stood for College Park. Okay. So, you know, I guess you know, twenty something. I was trying to make life a little easier, um, and so that was probably the the easiest route that I kind of felt like we could go. The business was profitable, um, but it was killing me. I didn't love it, and um, it was a lot of driving around, it was a lot of time away from home, and, and again, I, I knew that at some point that my then girlfriend, now beautiful wife of 11 plus years, would someday get married and have kids. And um, so really, I, I couldn't imagine my life uh, being in the wholesale business and, and wholesale distribution while at the same time being there for the family, right? right? So. I kept thinking to myself, all right, so if I wasn't in this wholesale business, what would I do? What would I do? And, um, you know, it's almost like you got to have another vine to grab onto if you're going to let go of one, right? right? So, and I wasn't willing to just sell the business and, and kind of see where it would take me. I really wanted to have a plan and I wanted to have an idea, um, especially if, you know, marriage and kids are in the mm -hmm. near future, right? So, um, and... And real estate kept coming back into my mind. So uh, one night, I was sitting in my condo uh, by myself, alone, and I did an honest, honest audit of myself. Right. So I looked at 
well, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And what did I love about the wholesale business? And what did I loathe? Right. And by the end of the night, I had made the decision to sell the wholesale business and become a realtor uh, okay. based on my limited skill sets. I knew I enjoyed customer service, right? And, and a happy customer, a, a happy client gave me juice for my life. Mm -hmm. And that was huge. Um, I knew that I was a people person and I enjoyed seeing other people succeed. I enjoyed seeing other people thrive at whatever they did. It gave me peace as well. And so, and I'm a firm believer that it's kind of weird, but you put something out in the universe, it somehow Circles comes back, back to around, me. Yeah. Um, because the next day was a Friday when I went back into the uh, to the warehouse, and I was just chatting with another wholesale distributor. I honestly didn't think much of it. The following Monday, I show up, and we opened really early. Mm -hmm. um, we opened at 7 a.m., and I lived in that time in Germantown, so it took me about an hour. It was 55 minute, uh, 55 miles door to door, right. so I lived about an hour away. So I got there at 7 a.m., and the gentleman I was speaking to on a Friday was at the gate of the warehouse. Mm -hmm. I was like, what are you doing here? And at that time, he offered to buy my business. And I was like, well, this is very serendipitous because I was just... actually <laughs> thinking of getting out of this business. Yeah. And um, he made me an offer. I signed it. We closed on Halloween 20, uh, 2009. And then afterwards, I started working on getting my uh, real estate license. Uh -huh. Well, if you think back to the market in, in, in 2009, this decision was not popular with my mother-in-law, yeah. who at that time, we had just gotten married in 2009. Everything's uncertain. Yes, mm -hmm. and that the, that the world is crashing and the prices are are all coming down and right. she was thinking well why on earth <laughs> would you, would you yes agent? would you would you want to be in real estate right i mean she's seeing on the news reading the newspaper hearing from her friends that you know it's a terrible time for real estate mm -hmm. terrible terrible and um i guess uh, i remember the conversation that i had with her was when something along the lines of you know i think real estate is a lot like stocks you want to buy low and sell high yeah so if everybody on the planet is telling you real estate is bad and I actually think it's a great time to get in. Yeah. I remember in my licensing class, there were only 12 people. That's it. And the instructor said, just two years prior, the place was standing room only. Wow. Right? So I'm like, well, this is good. Less competition. Right? So, uh, and, I, and I also kind of figured, if you could make it in a 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14 market, that you would be set because you've got some decent business practices and you've seen the ugly, right? Right. So, and you can really carry this experience forward with you. Um, and so, really, it all started with just an honest audit of myself and what I thought that I did well and that I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and and it brought me into this, and I, I haven't looked back since. I love your story. I love that. I love that. You know, it's such a different way of getting into real estate, you know, really just self-evaluating yourself and realizing that, you know, you were kind of already in the service industry and that goes along with, with real estate and yeah. uh, it was just a natural fit. So yeah, I mean, that's amazing. With wholesale, it's so different, right? So it's like with wholesale, it is transactional, right? It is volume, right? And it is little bits of profit, but again, through volume, you can make uh, some money out of it, right? right? And I didn't necessarily love that aspect, mm -hmm. right? It was more about being at the right place at the right time. There was no different from the bags I imported to the big Someone guys, else. to yeah. the big players, because the EPA, the government, sets the thickness. So right. we get the quality 
is almost it is the what same. It is, yeah. So it, if if my service was exceptional, right, it didn't matter so much as is am I there when they need it, and am I am I there? Am I willing to drive from you know Baltimore to Southeast DC to deliver you know twenty cases, right? Right. And and I just kept thinking, well, if you're mid to late twenties, no responsibilities, sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right. I mean, I was just going to go home or go to the gym, eat Chipotle and goof off. Anyways, <laughs> right. right. So why not? Right. But if you have other obligations or other responsibilities, like Does kids, it work? I just, I, I couldn't see it yeah. happening. Right. Yeah. And real estate, I think also made sense because it was, it was almost the opposite of that. Right. It was about, and I trained this to my, my uh, agents is that, and I call it units of care, mm-hmm. right? Like how many people can you help? Mm. Right, and at some point, we're all limited to these twenty-four hours in a day. You gotta sleep. You gotta take care of yourself, right? But then the rest of the time, it's like, well, what, what are you doing you do? with that time? Yeah, and how many people can you take care of? Right. Well, I love that, and it seems like you know, with you starting starting to um, you know grow your team and continue to grow your team, um, you know, you're helping them and helping them help people. So now you're kind of passing that along yes. to more. Um, so with that and, and the powerhouse realty group as a whole, um, when exactly did you decide to not just be a solo agent and to start a team? And, you know, how has that process been? It's probably been three years now okay. that I've wanted to start a team. The uh, And I learned that through uh, one of my mentors. And um, at some point, too, I think, you know, you, we, I was just being stretched too thin, right? And I wasn't able to provide the quality of service and spend the time that the client needed because I was being pulled in, in multiple directions. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, well, um, in preparation for the podcast, too, I kind of thought about, you know, like what I, I wanted to share, right? And and just about myself, and it's like I thought about in middle school how we did like these career assessments Mm -hmm. and I remember that I don't know why it stuck with me but my career was that it was I was supposed to be a teacher and I remember thinking no way man I'm not I don't like kids Um, I mean I have kids it's not I love kids I I don't think I'd be right in that setting Um, and I don't think it makes enough money right ultimately but there's different ways to teach yes there is and so that's kind of what came and that's kind of how real estate came across to me and at some point I was like well I would like to teach other agents yeah right just because just in the same breath it's like well we, we meet with a buyer for the first time right they've never bought a home you know in their lives and this is the first time out it can be a very daunting can be very stressful and an anxiety inducing right. experience so what would curb some of that it's education yeah. Right. Sitting down with them and answering any questions that they have, making sure that they're comfortable each step of the process. Right. And so I ended up or I consider myself being an educator. And so starting a team was that next level of education. Right. right. Taking the mistakes and, and the things that I had learned and applying it to other people's lives and how they could benefit uh, and grow a business from it. Right. I think I also took a very different approach to building a team. Um, I think. And, and I'm just generalizing here that mm-hmm. based on what I know, it seems like a lot of teams are developed where uh, team members have spe- specific tasks, right. right? Like they're just a buyer's agent or they just help with marketing or they just help with listings or what have you, right? right? And I really, I really wanted to bring on agents that I felt had a good moral compass that 
that cared about people, genuinely cared about people, and could provide the level of service um, inherently in them that I think is needed to be successful in this business. Everything else is a learned skill. Mm -hmm. How to show homes, contracts, which you know I'll dive into a bit in a moment as well, but contracts, right? Like these type of things, you can learn these things, right? But you can't teach somebody to care. Yeah. And so as long as I felt that they were good, honest, hardworking people, I would take them on. Right. Right. Because again, everything else, I think that we could help them grow into their business. And and I also think too, it's it's not just learning about being a buyer's agent. It's about learning the entire business so that one day they can move on and have their own company, mm -hmm. right, within the brokerage, right? right? So that they could expand into, away from the powerhouse realty group and call it whatever they would like uh, in, right. in, or their team name. And I felt like that would really give the most purpose, right, and, and the best results for the agent themselves. Right. Um, well, the more you know, you have a better understanding the, the, of the bigger picture, the more you can, the better you can be in whatever specialized area as well. So I, I, I love true. that. Um, so, so with your team, do you guys um, service all three jurisdictions? Are there any specific neighborhoods or areas that you guys primarily, primarily focus on? Yes. So um, we're all licensed in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Okay. But I would say that the bulk of my business is up and down 270. Okay. From Bethesda to Frederick and everything okay. in between. Okay. Awesome. Um, tell me about a really challenging time and, and how you overcame it. Um, and this can be professionally, personally even. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it, in this market that we're, we're all currently in, it's really navigating multiple offers, mm -hmm. right? It's really helping the client um, make the best offer possible that they feel comfortable making while honestly leveraging relationships possibly with the other agent. Right. This is the only industry that I can think of where we work with our competition, mm -hmm. right? We are competing for the same listings. We are competing for the contract, right? We're competing to get accepted and going into escrow and then working obviously towards closing. We're competing in that sense, but we also have to be cooperating right. with our competition. Right. And so, really, I think a, a, the challenging aspect of multiple offers is that, well, you really want to look out for your client and have their best interests first and foremost, of course. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, what's a fair price for them? What's a fair deal? What's a, what are fair terms, if anything? Because yes, every seller would love all cash, no contingencies, closing <laughs> in two weeks. Right. But the reality is, how close could a buyer get to that? Right. right. Some are going to be more feasible than others. Um, and when you don't get it, I think that's a big challenge these days as well. Right. I mean, uh, my mom always says every day is not Christmas, and it's true. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and and so if you don't get it, I think it's important to mirror their reaction. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they're disappointed. They're they're upset. It's okay to be disappointed and upset. Let's handle it and move on, right? right? And I always tell my wife, we can, I can lose the contract, that's fine, but you can never lose the client, mm -hmm. right? The, the client is what's important out of it. The deal can fall through, you know, we make an offer so to 12 other people, 15 other people. Uh, recently, last week, it was 23 other people. Oh my goodness. And, and yes, we didn't get it, right? but 
it's okay. There'll be other homes, right? right. And and just to, for them to see that that positivity, I think, is really important, especially in this challenging environment of right. multiple offers and uh, inventory shortages. So. Yeah. Well, and, they, and your clients, I'm sure, you know, they feel that they know that you're in their corner and you're going through those those motions with them. So Absolutely. I'm sure that goes a long way. Um, what is one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? Any hobbies or fun facts about you? I guess one thing that people may or may not know about myself is that, well, about two and a half years ago, my wife and I, we started investing into apartments. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to take the credit away from my, my wife. I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of her accomplishments. I'm very proud of what she's been able to achieve in her short time. Um, and it started off as the two of us doing this together mm-hmm. of, of, of syndicating apartments and working with investors. Um, but she's really, it, it's become her baby, yeah. right? So I don't know if it's something interesting about me, but I am tied in with her as well. And right. again, I'm very proud of what she's been able to accomplish. Um, and in you know, two and a half short years, uh, we've accumulated almost 1,200 apartment units in four states. Wow. Right, and again, the bulk of that work was on my wife's shoulders. So, wow. uh, again, I don't know if that's something interesting about me, but it is a fact. About no, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, your your wife is. Should you do a podcast with her? Let her share her story, and that that seems like a very yeah. interesting, um, you know, just just hobby, I guess you could say. Yes. Yes. So, okay, um, are you currently reading any books or listening to any podcasts? What do you like to do for just education wise? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think in this business, we all drive a lot to meet clients or show homes or attend home inspections, um, and I rarely ever listen to music. So I, I, I didn't coin this phrase, but I heard it somewhere before. <laughs> I, I call it automobile university, mm-hmm. right? So Love I <laughs> usually have an audio book or a podcast playing in my car. Um, personally, I like the Real Estate News with Kathy Fetke, the Brian Buffini Show, uh, the Tony Robbins Podcast and the Tony Kornheiser show, just to mix it up a little bit with some sports. Yeah. Um, and I'm currently reading uh, Can't Hurt Me Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Oh, I've read it's that. powerful stuff. And the Audible is really good with that, because it's like a podcast happen? and Audible. I did not know that. Yeah. Are uh, you reading it? Yes. Okay. Yes. So if, you, if you're interested to listening to it in the car, it's... Um, so he has someone else that's reading the story, and he's actually sitting there with them. And then after... It's not necessarily every chapter, but it's every segment... Um, and then David Goggins will actually come in and it's almost like a podcast where he'll kind of explain Fantastic. more on what the, the, the chapters were that, that yeah, they yeah. just were. That's a really good book. I mean, I started reading it at the beach a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't put it down because the first couple, I guess, uh, first couple chapters, I mean, the stories of the backstory of his life is, you know, incredible. Yeah. You know, it really makes you think that, well, you can really accomplish anything mm-hmm. and that the mind is really more powerful than we all think that it is. Yeah. And, uh, once you kind of get over that, it's like anything's really possible. Because yeah. look at all that he's able to achieve, right? So I absolutely, absolutely. Automobile University. I'll have to remember that. I like that. Um, okay, so what advice do you have for our listeners that are either in real estate or maybe thinking of joining the industry? What do you wish you had known when you first started? Well, I think that's a great question. Um, I, I'd say I'd give a three-part answer. Number one is get yourself a mentor. Um, I was so fortunate to be mentored by two of the greats. Uh, my first mentor, I remember the first time I met him, 
I mean, we spoke for four hours. Wow. And a lot of the skills and techniques um, and, uh, that I learned from him, I still use today. Uh, my second mentor was the late great godfather of real estate, Bob Helms. Um, I was so fortunate as well and to have the opportunity to be mentored under Bob. Um, and unfortunately, he passed earlier this year. Uh, he was such a kind person. He had invested in real estate for over six decades, and he was a licensed realtor for over 40 years in the state of California and in Texas. Um, and he was so kind that he didn't just mentor myself, but he mentored my wife as well. Wow. And um, he, he helped tremendously with me being better at working with investors and becoming investors ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think there'll be a day that passes that I won't think about Bob. Mm -hmm. And every time I speak to somebody about buying investment properties, I know that Bob is, is there with me. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, I'm applying so much of what he's taught me. Um, so I really, the first part of my answer is get yourself get a mentor. mentor. Right? Yeah. And do your diligence. You know, Don't just go with whoever the brokerage assigns you with. Do your homework. Google the person. Right. right? And who you can connect with, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. An interview with them. Right? Because um, I just think it's, it's so important. And I wish I, I did that earlier on in my career. Um, the next thing is really to master the contract. Uh, GCAR, the Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors, I mean, they've got some great free classes. Mm -hmm. I'm a slow learner. So I took the class four times when I first started, mm -hmm. right? But there's no shame in that. Take it 10 times if you have to. Yeah. Because that contract, that contract is your lifeline. That I know that that is a part of the reason why people hire me, because of my understanding and my interpretation of the contract. And that contract protects us as realtors, but it absolutely protects the client as well. That thing, that, that contract too, and your ability to understand and explain the contract is really going to make or break the difference between a good agent, an average agent, and a really great agent. Right. Right. And it also, in that same breath, it'll weed out who, who are bad agents. Right. I mean, if you're writing an offer on one of my listings, I don't need to see your buyer agency agreement. Yeah. That's, that's you know, that, that is a rookie mistake. Right. I don't care. That's between you, the buyer, and your broker. Right. It should not be a part of the offer pages. But it's so often that I see that coming across, which is why I think if I were to give a second piece of advice, definitely, definitely master that that contract. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, it's just the understanding that the business is not about sales. Although our license says that we are sales people, it's not about sales. It's about relationships. Earlier I was mentioning about units of care, right? How many people can you take care of? How many relationships can you develop? Right? Because those relationships will sooner or later, well, we all got to live somewhere, turn into referrals, turn into business. And that's really the key. I was saying earlier that there's no secret sauce to this. Right. Right? Like if you're a good person, that's going to come out. You have to be real. You got to be genuine. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, if you're a shady individual, it's going to come out as well. Right? Yeah. So that's why the relationship aspect of it, in my opinion, is really important. And I think a lot of times, uh, people that are considering getting into the business, they watch HGTV or, or whatever and they go, hey, um, it looks easy. It looks like I can make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I, I can open some doors. I like seeing homes, Yeah. right? And that, that's all that it takes. But the business is multifaceted. There's no question about it. But it starts with your ability to connect with people. If you're not able to connect with people, if you're not able to uh, have empathy for somebody, you're gonna have a really tough time in this because those sales tactics are gonna run out really, really quickly. 
but the foundation of good relationships that can last and that's really the biggest well really out, out of all three yeah um, that's really I think you know what I would share with somebody that's considering getting into the business yeah and I love that in all, in all aspects of relationships whether it's with other agents as you had mentioned before with your clients you know with who it is that you're recommending I think relationships go go a long way to make you make you successful that's right. awesome right nobody got there by themselves absolutely right? so we all got there with help from others so um, and again that relationship is so critical I love that so lastly tell everyone the best way they can reach you phone number email social media what's the best way to get a hold of you sure uh, my cell phone number is 240-731-9919 email address is jack j-a-c-k at r-l-a-t-h-o-m-e dot com I'm on uh, I'm not on Twitter but I am on Facebook and Instagram and uh, it's Jack Wang Real Estate okay awesome well thank you so much Jack I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us well thank you guys again thank you Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. To be a guest on our show, message us on any of our social media platforms.